I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Anyway, hello, my love. Hello, hello, hello. Are you excited? I'm so excitemento. <laughs> is that a spell? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Jumping oh, the have... gun because we have a lot to talk about in okay. that regard. <laughs> I really hoped you had it written down because I have a note to you that goes, "I'm sorry." <laughs> okay. Good. Let's let's get in then. Mm, yeah. Let's dive in. There's not even anything else to say. Well, there's lots more to say there, but anyway. Yeah. So episode six. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, we we open today with the trio making their way down the corridor, having just learned about the Chamber of Secrets right. from uh, Professor McGonagall, not Professor Benz. Um, they speculate together on the authenticity of the legend and, of course, immediately jump to Malfoy being the heir of Slytherin. I know this was the obvious grab, but, I, I mean, I never really bought it. I think it was because it was too obvious. Um, even when I was a kid reading it, I was like, it's not Malfoy. Can we move past this? I don't know. It was a very meanwhile moment. Like it's a, it's a very like childish red herring, but it could be the guy that we already hate. I'm like, mm. right. It could be the main antagonist. <laughs> you figured <laughs> only, it out already. The only thing I did notice in this scene of ours where their speed walking conversations making me anxious. I've never noticed this before, like right from the get, I paused. I'm like, they're, do you remember the torches that are along the hallway? The big, like columnly looking, they're lit. It's broad daylight. <laughs> it's just an all-the-time thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, why? <laughs> That's, all That's I a choice. But yeah, Malfoy, it's, I don't know. It's character in general, especially in this regard, trying to, you know, fit him into this mold of the villain. It reminds me of that saying about how if you're actually famous, you don't have to tell people you're famous. <laughs> yeah. Or one that I learned when I moved to New York. I don't know that this is actually a trope or just something that somebody said to me one day and it really stuck. Um, and it's that new money stinks. And basically, you know, if he were the heir, he wouldn't need to do the amount of peacocking he does in the same way that, yeah. you know, new money feels the need to express itself. Whereas old money is just like, yeah, uh, I have you it. know who Rockefeller is. <laughs> like, right. I don't need to tell you that. Hmm. Anyway, He'd also, he'd also want to keep, I'm going to say also a lot, also, um, if he were the heir, he wouldn't be doing that kind of peacocking because you'd want to keep a low profile. Like, yeah, if I'm going to hatch this brilliant plan, I'm not going to be the one person who speaks out when the writing on the wall is discovered with a racial slur, like <laughs> in front of students and staff. Like, no, come on. Even a kid isn't that stupid. Well, not to mention, no, one comment I was going to say about that, about Malfoy being like a quiet villain. Remember in the sixth book, he's literally a Death Eater or like becoming a Death Eater and he keeps that shit under wraps. Like, I don't think at his, at his age, even younger would want to be known a known villain. Right. I mean, that's actually a really brilliant connection to make that in that moment yeah he disappears into almost nothing mm -hmm. he's really under wraps they say like he's really pale and quiet and withdrawn and doesn't really talk to people and stuff like when he's really actually doing something that he's guilty of so yeah why would he be peacocking around like you said <laughs> like that word probably overact overreacting to that but i just 
silly red herring like you were saying earlier it's a you know need to remember that we're still in the children's story <laughs> part Happy of times. the saga yeah so the trio realizes that crab and goyle must know if malfoy is there the heir and have we talked about crab and goyle before on the pod i don't think we don't... have because they're just such nothing characters for right almost all of this they're kind of just like set dressing in the first film well i mean really all the films until yeah crab what's that actor's name jamie something or other got into the trouble with the police and then couldn't do the anyway uh we'll talk about that when the time comes because oh, yeah, that was we'll a there. weird variation from the script um, it just doesn't happen anyway. very much that a child star that young like usually child stars fall apart later in life <laughs> like not while they're still filming right yeah you know, series of movies yeah which I guess he would have been, what, 18, yeah. 19, 20? Late teens, early 20s at that point. I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about him. Uh, so they rule out trying to trick Crab and Goyle into telling them, and instead Hermione comes up with a brilliant idea, as usual. Um, and this is a classic example of her getting them into way more trouble than the boys ever do. Like she even yeah. points out here, we'd be breaking about 50 school rules and then does a double take on it would be dangerous very dangerous <laughs> it's like, okay calm down emma calm down so we cut away to the library where i am very glad to see that hermione's research methods are superior to harry's uh in the first film i swear <laughs> to god if she had been going down the shelf mumbling polyjuice potion polyjuice potion to herself <laughs> like, we would kill ourselves. We'd be like, no, nope, I might have over. flipped the fucking table. Like, just no. So we, she finds the book that she's looking for. We get a cute little cameo of Madame Pence. We did. Yeah, she's in the background helping a student as oh, God damn uh, it. Hermione walks by one of this uh, one of the stacks. But I'm honestly, I'm still not used to the fact that she's not some like wrinkled old woman, crotchety she's old very woman. Pretty. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't. I should look up the actress's name, considering now I'm apparently obsessed with her. But <laughs> I also can't like. I can't get over the implied pairing between her and Filch. Thank you. They should have her made her looking... like crusty and frizzled hair and shit, so that you can see her and why? Filch together. I'm sorry. Why isn't she the magenta to his riffraff? Like, if we're going down this route, <laughs> here we go. Like, give me a big frizzy wig and, like, creepy. She already has the black lipstick, so I guess they were onto it. Anyway, so Hermione finds the book she's looking for. Most potente potions, I don't, do you know the origin? I don't know the origin of that. What's that language? That's Is what I would say. I'd say that, too. It seems like JK actually steals, sorry, the author who must be not, not must, <laughs> the author. She who must not be named. She who must not be named. She does kind of pull things from Latin origins. So this, to me, sounds like uh, it's it got Latin roots to it. So I'd say potente, too. Love it. Which, I mean, I, I interpret as potent. Yeah. Pot like Anyway, um, not, mind you, mini book bitch or book bitch. It's a book bitch. It's a book um, bitch. Not found in the restricted section, but just out on the shelves um, where, I, you know, go I ahead. I feel like I know why they did it. It's because it would have to involve more Gilderoy and it would have to involve more Kenneth Branagh time. And maybe he was very expensive to have on set. <laughs> right. And it's just another whole nother scene that would be fun. I guess they, 
I don't think that the scene is actually depicted in the book. I think that she turns up with the note from Gilderoy. And then there is that cute little moment where she doesn't want to give it over because he, it's his autograph. And it is a scene because remember she like asks him all nervously and she comes up with an, an excuse. She's like, I need it because I'm studying blah, 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 blah. And he pulls out a big peacock quill. He goes, actually, usually oh use God, this only right. for signings <laughs> and signs it. And then that's when she's like, like, okay, Hermione, hand it over gonna keep it <laughs> i fucking love it like i said i could have used more gilderoy he's like the comedic relief in this book i could have used him but i mean he does get his comedic relief in this chunk i know just not enough for me okay. <laughs> you're more. the one who just said you couldn't wait for the dark stuff <laughs> but i like him in for now and like he's such a I, I get, I'm not going to talk about him as a person. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not going to talk about him and Emma Thompson. I'm not going to do it yet. But <laughs> I do like enjoy the, the what do we call him? Like the buffoon that he portrays in this movie. I did um, want to say for this scene, one thing I did enjoy is like, good God, I love this library. I do love the library. I actually looked up where it is. Yeah, I was going to say, it can't obviously be in the castle. Where is it actually in real, real life? Because it's just so pretty, and I actually, like, I feel like I want to spend time in it, but it feels like it'd be a real quiet library in real... Have you ever been to, like, a really... I've been to the libraries in um, New York, actually, and they're really quiet, some sections, and I love that, but it freaks me out, too. One of my favorite places to visit in New York, actually, is the Morgan Library. Uh, me and my sister. Shout out to my sister. I love you, babe. Uh, you'll never listen to this. It's absolutely stunning. I highly recommend. Um, it's very... It might even be, like give what you can in terms of admission i can't remember it was a, a year ago maybe that was a year i don't know it was a while ago that uh, i went to visit uh, but yeah there are some absolutely stunning libraries in new york and mm. i love libraries yeah. and i want to find out where this library is <laughs> uh divinity school and duke humphreys library at oxford oh Come on, that's cool. So that's cute. I mm. dig that. It's very pretty. I love a library. Oh, now I just want to go sit in a library and read. I don't know mm. the last time I was in a library. When um, I was safe. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, moving so on from my sadness. She this is where she explains. Pages... Yeah. Yes. Hermione pages through the book and pitches her idea to the boys, which is Polyjuice Potion. Um... For some reason, when they show the book, there's a picture of a woman with a giant spider on her head, a man with a snake coming out of his mouth, and some weird Gorgon-esque creature. That's what um, my note make, my note means. I couldn't understand what I wrote. I just wrote, book is dumb. <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand it. First, at first, I only noticed the giant spider on the lady's head, and I was like, maybe it's alluded to about, like, warning that it's only meant to be used for human transformation. Um... Sorry, I don't think we need to explain what Apologies Potion is, do we? Like, everybody... No, we, if you're listening to this nerd podcast, you're already too deep. You know, you know what that is. Yeah. Um, but the, bo so, the book but, didn't make sense. Like, why are we looking at it? We didn't need to look at it, number one, anyway. She could have just told us. And number two, it yeah. just wasn't what I needed because they said how, like, gruesome it was and, like, how f disgusting the pages were and shit like that. This is very clear and then oddly illustrated. Oddly illustrated. It was cute to see, like, the actual ingredients that are referenced in the book at work, you know, on that list. And cute little thing that I noticed, the title on the previous page, 
uh, you can't read the entire title. You can just see the last word and it says laxative. <laughs> and like that just gave me a lot of joy and curiosity about what, what else is included in the book. What's a potent like, laxative? <laughs> most potent laxative? Like, is this actually an evil book or are we doing the Lord's work here? <laughs> or is it a prank book? <laughs> how to give your enemies a... Uh... Little treat, treat. Right, you can drink polyjuice potion and then slip a laxative into their soup. <laughs> Love it. That's definitely a prop master going. It'll be fun. Oh, absolutely. You know, it'll be fun that nobody will ever notice. Right, because kids don't know what a laxative is. Yeah. And there, and there's a lady with a giant spider on her head in the next page. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. I don't know. I'm sure it made sense to somebody. The, all the pictures, or maybe they didn't. I it definitely didn't translate for me. Um, the boys are initially put off by how long it will take and we give a very over or we get a very over enunciated a month. I that has always <laughs> bothered me. That delivery has always bothered me. I'm like, maybe I'm just insane. No, it's not just me. A month. <laughs> so when I was in college, I was in a very little known production of a show called Two by Two. And you guessed it, it is about Noah and the Ark. And and Noah's sons and their wives. Anyway, I played one of Noah's sons and one of the brothers had this line where he comes on stage and he had like previously abandoned the project to build the ark because he didn't believe in it and he wanted to question everything, blah, 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 whatever. And not the point of the story. So he comes back out of nowhere and everybody just kind of looks at him and he says, I came back to finish the ark. And our director became so obsessed with the K in the word arc. And this moment always makes me think of that because by the end of it, this, this guy was coming on stage and saying, I came back to finish the arc. <laughs> That's what it felt like too. It felt like Daniel was like over prompted to be like, no, be very, not month, not month, like month. Like, month. Yeah. And sure listen, you get that. I am all here for, um, vocalized releases i could really nerd out and go into vocal pedagogy and uh choral conducting and talk about vocalized releases and but I, but i won't uh because that's a whole different podcast and then i ask questions and then we just end up here for 45 minutes talking about <laughs> right uh, so i dig over enunciation and if he was on stage if this was that eighth story that we don't talk about um <laughs> this might have made sense might have made sense but he's literally three feet from the camera and probably less than three feet from the boom mic. Like I, I don't need months. No, I don't know. It bugs me. It, it I'm bugs being me very, very critical this episode, but here we no, are. I'm very glad that you mentioned that. Cause I have always felt like an asshole for being bothered by that. Well, it always, it also makes me laugh because they're not upset at the fact that like they could die if she fucks up making this potion <laughs> that they have to drink it to become other people i know i thought that was weird too that ron's like psyched he's like oh we become crab and goya wicked or something i'm like sorry <laughs> yeah it's a wicked moment for ron okay i thought that was weird too then, like, i don't think i've ever noticed how excited he is i'm like i'd be a little worried but okay i mean hermione's very airy argument after that is well it's the only plan we've got <laughs> <laughs> to transform into insert insert eye roll slash hero complex slash I promise I'll stop pointing this out every time I probably won't to be honest but like great work 12 year olds after thinking for about 20 minutes oh, we'll just turn into two other people and try and grill it out of Malfoy oh good we got this 
this plan is actually terrible for a lot of reasons that we'll get to when they actually oh, yeah. implement it. But um, backing up for just a second, you kind of alluded to this. What are our thoughts about Polyjuice Potion and like the ethics of it? It combined with the other very advanced magical device that Hermione uses in this book that the, the two of them kind of eventually become the catch-all for any missteps in canon in the wizarding world. But like, I don't know. Can we talk about the, the disturbing uses people would likely come up with for it? Oh, cause like you, like you, you, you think about all the Ooh. like gross things. No, that, I like, don't want to go down this. <laughs> I, Especially teenagers, like teenage little pervy teenage boys. Oh, oh God! Why must we do this? This has always bothered me. I'm sorry. I don't. We won't talk about it anymore. But like that has always stuck out to me as like a really. We're gonna have the and yes, it was in this restricted section in the books. Yeah, but so like, be harder we're gonna for them. have this. This isn't one of the things that Dumbledore is gonna confiscate. Like the ability to literally become another person. Yeah, and you're right, it does kind of become like a convenient thing. Yeah, it's kind of tossed here and there, like, oh, they're using Polyjuice Potion. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, yeah, what? Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. I had, I'm excited for the next part. <laughs> Oddly. <laughs> the next part where we make our way through some fog slash haze <laughs> and to the Quidditch pitch where Gryffindor versus Slytherin is in full swing flying about i gotta say i think the cgi is better in this movie it felt less video game e and choppy um i did read something fascinating when i was doing a little bit of research and it made perfect sense but i guess i never thought about it before the quidditch scenes like everyone that's flying in them was filmed individually which like of mm. course they had to have been but i never thought about it Huh. And then they were like, and they're kind of like juxtaposed where they need to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I I just yeah. wrote it in the next scene. I get it again. So many people. So many fucking people. As we swoop into the pitch, I'm like, oh, oh my god, you're so again, you're so right. They're all in the stands, and they're all like, they're like they're in the, literally in the, thousands the, of people in the stands how? to watch whatever fourteen players. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy the Quidditch choreo. It's cute. Like, despite the... not being able to recognize any of the Slytherin team other than Malfoy. Thank you. So it also feels like much more intense this game than the first movie. It's like real yes. fast. Agreed. Um... Oh, I said scenery is beautiful, though. <laughs> like around the pitch. I'm like, oh, pretty. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, the pitch is in a different location than it was in the first film. Oh, God a damn it, is it? location than it is in the second film, but it's fine. Oh, or in the third film, excuse me. It's totally fine. It's it's fine. fine. This is Hogwarts. Shit moves around. Um, so this is a, a rare glimpse at Lee Jordan doing the commentary, uh, which is, is kind of a much bigger deal in the books because it's, it's her way of actually narrating what's going on instead of being able to show it. Um, mm. Side note. Have you seen a recent picture of the actor who played Lee Jordan? Have not. Um, his name is Luke Youngblood, and y'all need to look him up because damn. <laughs> really? Like, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, that was a rabbit hole I went down. So, Lee Jordan turned into a wee hottie. Oh, 
Oh, Luke, Youngblood. Oh, they all have such fun names. <laughs> Everybody Sean does. Bigger staff. <laughs> I even looked up the kid from the first movie, the sleeker in the first movie. His name is like he. Oh, fucking Will he? Will. What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, I, I remember it. We talked about Thixen. this. Thixen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. William Thixton. 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 Yeah. I was like, sorry, what name? Oh, God. See, and uh, I mean, I was into whoever, he's unnamed, it's an unnamed character. This is another moment where I was into, when I was a kid, I was into a Slytherin player. The one that's doing all the flying around and scoring the goals that is kind of unnamed. That's not Marcus Flint. Marcus Flint is in the, in the pack at some point. Mm. Um, but very cute, dark-haired boy. Um, yeah, it's weird to think about now. It's probably weird and not okay to say that now, but like when I was... 13 like that was burning my loins well and they're so, the same age as us now like we're, yeah. we're technically they're the same age so really we've grown up together being all horny for each other it's cool love it but yeah they're definitely horny for me they for sure know who i am and listen to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> absolutely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, once again we have a bunch of rando adults in the faculty boxes and like my you said God. just like everywhere um we go from having like 400 students to 4,000 students i, I I don't know. Oh, I know we chatted about this during Sorcerer's Stone. I guess it's just a thing. Maybe it's people from Hogsmeade. Obviously, uh, Lucius Malfoy is there For sure. to watch his son play. So right. like maybe he brought 4,000 relatives. I don't know. The only note I had here is that these poor old teachers on these wooden bleachers. <laughs> like They have got to be so sore from that big old climb up to those giant, like you said, the phallic stands, and then they're sitting on wood. Like, damn, like I couldn't do that. I'm already an old lady. Uh-uh. That hurt. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think I'd be going to the Quidditch match. I got to be honest with you. Not unless I had a donut. Mm -mm. Oh, are there donuts there? No, like an inflatable donut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sit on. <laughs> I've been dieting for too long. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say donuts? Oh, now it does sound good. Oh, a good old bag of mini donuts. Oh shit. Oh, a maple long john. Oh no, with I like some the... bacon. No, do you like the carny mini donuts? Oh, do you remember those? They were like bitch. hot and warm, and they like melt in your mouth. Oh fuck, God, now I'm hungry. Okay, we gotta hurry up. <laughs> we gotta oh, make dinner. God. I had a cheese stick. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! When I told you, I was like, I'm gonna grab a snack. It's a cheese stick. It's not enough. I'm very hungry. So after a somewhat dirty goal and mm -hmm. a victory lap, weirdly choreographed victory lap by Slytherin, um, Malfoy flies up and taunts Harry, and Harry gives a very dramatic glare back. We we love it. Work. Yeah. Um, suddenly a bludger com comes flying at Harry, not necessarily out of the ordinary in a Quidditch match, but after dodging it the first time, uh, the bludger then turns around and hones in on Harry again, uh, smashing the shit out of Wood's broom in the process. <laughs> um, so severe. I have two questions. One, why is Wood so far away from the goal at that moment? Because, <laughs> like, Harry's literally at, like, midfield, and, like, H Wood Harry just comes out of nowhere, and is just like, hey! <laughs> like, Harry at one point, too, is, like, chasing somebody down outside of the pitch. I'm like, cool, that's not your job, though. Like, yeah, what, what are you doing? doing? I don't know. And then we also never find out what happens to Wood. Like, he just, like, falls out of frame. And we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> That's a wrap on Wood. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, great shoot today. He might Sean. be dead. <laughs> How's your staff? Anyway, 
we're quickly locked into this high-speed chase with Harry dodging all around the field to escape the bludger. Um, Hagrid slash Captain fucking Obvious points out that the bludger has been tampered with. Okay, but here's my problem. He has binoculars. And we do kind of have to imagine that these are probably hard figures to see. Why can everybody else just identify what's going on? I, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, how do they know who's who? Like, it, it just seems like a really hard sport to track unless you have binoculars. Like, Right. And at one point, they talk about the Slytherins practicing on their Nimbus 2001s. And it just says that there are a bunch of blurs. Like, how would anybody even know who anyone was? Correct. Especially but, across but... the field. That's a bitch I had. That's a bitch I had to let go because there's one point too where like Lucius and Snape are both looking at like Malfoy getting hurt and they're they're cringing. I'm like, again, how did you? Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, had, yeah. I, had to, I had to let it go. I can't. Um, Ron uncharacteristically boldly proclaims that he'll stop it with his crooked ass spellotape wand. <laughs> that was a nice touch. <laughs> I just. Like, yeah, okay. Thankfully, Hermione sees the error in his judgment. But pause. Where are the adults? Ever. I, I had that note, too. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> so at some point, when it starts, like, banging around this fucking bludger, I'm like, that's so much structural damage. Why is no one stopping it? Yeah. <laughs> like, Hoochie, girl, what, where's your job? What oh, is, is she what even is in this job? movie? I, I don't think so. But Damn. isn't she supposed to be the ref? Like, she should be seeing things that are happening. Like, hey, that, my other thought too is like these big phallic stands. And he keeps like, like bashing through these stands. I'm like, cool. What if one of the stands collapsed? <laughs> because... Yeah, I just I say that in just a second. Like, at yeah. what point do we start being concerned for the structure of the stands? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Harry continues to bob and weave around the field, and the bludger just keeps smashing the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and like... the faculty and adults just watch. Well, like, typically, like, in a, in a, sorry, I almost said horror movie, in a hero movie, the hero would then, like, take the threat away from people. He's bringing it to the crowd. <laughs> He's literally bringing it to the crowd. He's like, follow me, Rogue Ledger, let's go smash some shit. I'm like, ah, this feels, I, my anxiety watching this section, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> and then there's this brief moment of reprieve where Malfoy stops to taunt Harry, and Harry sees the snitch flittering, fluttering, fluttering, fluttering. Mm. right next to Malfoy's ear. And after dodging the bludger yet again, uh, Harry takes off after it. More bobbing, weaving, dodging, dipping, diving, ducking. What movie is this again? Uh, <laughs> no, this went on too long. Cheesy as fuck. Yeah, they do. Uh, more cheesy as fuck taunting ensues with the bludger just, again, smashing shit in tow. Again, at what point is there concern for the structure of the stands and the safety of the thousands of people that are there? And shouldn't any of the adults go, hey, where'd the two kids go yeah. that are the seekers? They're they're gone. We cannot see them. Shouldn't that also be a concern? <laughs> they are and not Considering visible. the way the bludger is trying to beat the shit out of one of them, like, does he even still have a head? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, the bit goes on too long, even with the silly little Colin Creevy moment that was clearly only included so we remember <laughs> who the fuck he is when he appears in, like, the next scene. And I had a note for you. I said, were you also rooting for Colin to get hit by that bludger? <laughs> 100%. I was like, fucking hit him. Like, I'm sorry. What a fucking dick for taking a picture right there. That's like, it's not a ride on a fucking roller coaster We get a picture taken as you're falling. Like, he, they're <laughs> fighting for their lives, you little piece of shit. Get your fucking camera out of here. 
goddamn oh, asshole. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a better bit. I would have laughed at that. <laughs> that would have been great instead of him going nah, and ducking like nah, hit him. <laughs> <laughs> take out, take out one bludger. Let's go. But then again, oh, I like have... things getting hurt. Apparently, <laughs> put him down. It's totally normal. Uh, the whole thing eventually ends with the bludger bouncing around like a fucking pinball. Oh which, my god! Look it up, children. It's all we could do on the computer in our day. <laughs> pinball. It's a good time. You make You'll us sound like we were keys. playing with rocks and sticks. <laughs> we, we had were. Oregon Trail. We were fine. I was just going to say we also had Oregon Trail where we could <laughs> die of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> that game was awesome, don't you dare. Um, oh, there I, was yeah. another one. There was a second. Well, there's Oregon Trail 2, but then there's another trail that I think was like Appalachian Trail. I don't know if that was for the mm. East Coast. I remember I had that one too, and I was real excited about it You're on a CD. <laughs> yes, children, look up a CD. Not a floppy disk. Uh, anyway, all of that ends uh, with Malfoy I, being launched onto the field. Like, I couldn't believe this. I wrote, "Lord cold God, potatoes the way." Off a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the way they both like end up just getting. I'm like, they are. They should be very hurt. <laughs> like he's fully way... just like catapulted into the air. And he gets the wind knocked out of him. Beam with his broom. Yeah. Did you catch that? Like, <laughs> like, oh fuck, it's awful. And the way um, Harry like skids and shit too. I'm like, you are, you should be very hurt. <laughs> like, you are gonna feel that tomorrow. I don't care what age you are. That hurts. A brutal game, Quidditch. <laughs> so Harry and... continues to chase chase the snitch uh, just out of reach. Again, there's some weird logic here in Quidditch games where the ability of the uh, Nimbus 2000s like acceleration is exhausted just at the point where the snitch is out of reach. Like they can accelerate and gain on it and gain on it and gain on it until they're like a foot away. And then suddenly, nah. It's the dramatic effect feature. It turns on yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it deactivates the broom's accelerator. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So Harry's through. right arm is outstretched when the bludger that's chasing him finally makes contact, injuring his arm. Causing his arm guard to go flying. Mm. His arm guard mysteriously reappears in like a couple of shots later. It's fine. Um, he pulls his arm into his chest uh, as he goes into this 360 on his broom, but somehow manages to stay, again, just out of reach of the snitch. <laughs> uh, he gains like a little bit of ground and reaches out again, this time with his left. And with all the fucking drama he can muster, he captures the snitch as he crashes into the sand beneath the goalposts. Like you said, very violently. So violently. And Even his right reflected. arm that's broken, he kind of like puts it down to brace himself. I'm like, oh God. Well, he's when he flips over on the broom, he's actually holding on with his broken arm. He's really he's holding onto the broom because he's got the snitch in his left hand. Oh shit, you're right. Um, Damn. And we have this, like, split-second shot of the Gryffindor stands, and they're all, like, looking on in horror. Like, even though they just saw him get the snitch, they all have this, like, terrified look on their faces, like someone was just split in half on the field. Um, Not far off. Harry has, like, a moment to process what's going on before he notices that the bludger is still chasing him, and he has to roll... uh, roll around on the ground to continually avoid it at one point fully supporting himself on his broken arm wrist whatever Thank, it is yeah absolutely no reaction okay it's adrenaline we'll we'll write that off well, yes yes um, we will uh and thanks to hermione's ability to fucking teleport <laughs> she's very good at that on the quidditch pitch yes she is good at that on the quidditch pitch she went from the stands to the field in less than 20 seconds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So like work, bitch. Uh, the bludger is obliterated, disintegrates, explodes, whatever you want to say. Um, really, really big buck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting on this. Like we know, we know Finiti and Cantatum. We know in love. Great, cool. Should, even should the Latin there even makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Finite, great. It's even abbreviated sometimes to just finite. It's mm -hmm. used in the Fantastic Beast films, the second mm. one. Why did it need to explode? <laughs> if it needed that. to explode, like why? Like there's a there's a funny bit in the book about somebody. I think it's Madame Hooch re uh, wrestling the rogue bludger back into the chest, and instead we had to have this firework display. I don't know. And if that was the case, like why didn't we come up with literally any other fucking Latin word sure. that sounded like? explode like i, I explode them I, it's just like anything like, i just said i'm sorry finite and contatum explodes things since when <laughs> yeah and did nobody else think of detail? using that like even like i i get that everybody was like ron you can't you, you even with a proper sure. wand you could hurt like finite and contatum is not going to hurt him i guess it you could uh, you could posit that it might take the flying charm off of the broom and mm -hmm. therefore causing him to plunge whatever 50 feet to his death. But at least he wouldn't be, like, getting mauled. Isn't it Bombarda, too? Isn't that the one that actually explodes shit? Yes. Yeah. She, Hermione uses it in Prisoner of Azkaban and then um, uh. um, Umbridge uses it not in the book. I I actually don't think Bombarda is in the book, um, hmm. but um, Umbridge uses it to mm. break into the room of requirement. She uses yes. Bombarda Maxima. Yes. In book five. Which fine. Anyway. Let Bombarda again. An audience can follow that and go. Oh, that means bomb explosion. Fanita and Great. I don't even. Okay. I don't even care that that's not in the book. Like, let's use no. it. Groovy. Don't care. Yeah, it makes more sense anyway. than this. This is anyway. Trudging on, seemingly half the school comes running out to Harry's side. But it's not. <laughs> it's a, a smattering of students. It's like Harry, Ron, Hermione, Hagrid, and then I wrote and a smattering of Hufflepuffs, and then Gilderoy. And, and Slytherins. Oh, there's Slytherins? Okay. But I'm just like, why this random smattering of just like, I think they were just like, we just need a few kids from the crowd. Get the cute ones. <laughs> well, and get some why cute ones was, to stand around. Why did only one faculty member come i'm sorry why isn't madame pumphrey at the games if we know that they are going to be this violent mm -hmm. and she's going to she clean the mess anyway things yeah, yeah. like just fucking do it then nah. i don't know she's busy so lockhart offers to repair harry's broken arm and of course harry protests um but in true gilderoy fashion he just does it anyway another fucking stupid spell moment like, I'm sorry, if we're going to bullshit our way through Brachiarmamendo, like, why the fuck couldn't we have come up with something else to make the fucking bludger explode? I'm this, so, oh my god. No, it's it's all, all like a really dumb, stagey kind of moment. It doesn't feel, it just feels dumb in that moment. We, we even have a spell already that repairs broken bones. Mm -hmm. Like, it's i think it's a used in book six episky or something like that like mm -hmm. we have something to do this already why are we i'm what why 
there's no there's no logic to this moment except for just getting us to the next scene like i just feel like and it kind of felt rushed like like i said like there's just a smattering of students doesn't really make any sense doesn't make any sense that there only be one faculty member there which is gilderoy like it just uh, okay and now it's happening he's got a rubber arm great the only good thing i have to say about this scene is i do like gilderoy's outfit it is tight <laughs> It's a lovely mint. Like oh, a, shall we call a it mint? Pretty green. Yeah, it's got this like flannel thing, but then his he's got cufflinks on his on his wrist that are like he just looks he looks very well put together. I hate him as a person, but I love this. <laughs> I don't know well, him as a person. Fashion. I guess I should retract that. I don't fashion know him as a influencer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his style. Whoever dressed him anyway. I love it. Oh. Uh... As we all know, instead of mending Harry's broken arm, Lockhart vanishes all the bones in Harry's arm. Mm-hmm. Um, the sound when Harry picks his oh, arm up after that is did so not goddamn gnarly. Need, didn't need it. Oh, I did not need that. No. Thank you for bringing that oh, up, though. I hate you. That was the sound. Like, we were talking about the set designer or props master making that book with the word laxative in it. That was the sound designer having a laugh. <laughs> like, we need this, like... <laughs> Like Blah, rubber glove filled with jelly sound oh that's just like why please stop thing? well that's like so, i don't know it's a cute bit of comic relief following an in- intense Very. scene yeah but i don't know did it go too far with like the whole bending the hand all the way back thing too like, i found that actually more nauseating than the sound i want to move on but <laughs> <laughs> I'm so physically Moving on, okay. we quickly jump to the hospital wing with Malfoy moaning dramatically and Madame Promfrey just kind of tells him to get the fuck out. But <laughs> again, know. like circling back, like let's talk about the spill that he took. I would have absolutely been groaning. If I took a spill like that now, I'd literally be on a stretcher. Like, <laughs> um, You heard me fall down the stairs a few episodes ago. <laughs> I did not. I was not great for a few days after that i told myself that it was fine and i think there's just the adrenaline but uh yeah once that pain sunk in <laughs> i slipped on a few, st- few steps and that hurt that kid got his ass kicked yeah but uh i know you have some comments on the people that are at his Tell bedside me you saw him <laughs> yeah i saw him did you finally notice how old that fucking redheaded kid looks compared to everybody Listen, else i live for it <laughs> We all need a few ringers. <laughs> I just don't understand. And here's how fucked up I am. I literally went down the IMDb of this movie and every Slytherin Quidditch player it said, it said they had three beaters. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I was going to say that. I looked at it too. And I Googled are, every single name and I can't find redheaded dude. Oh, he's uncredited and everything. Oh, fuck they me. They don't want you to know like, how old he is. I think so. I think they're trying to hide this. You know what? Warner Brothers, I fucking see it. I saw it. Okay? You can't hide it from me. I find you. I know that was a producer that was on set that you just threw a fucking cloak on. <laughs> <laughs> he can pass for a kid, right? He's 37. Oh, it was Whatever. somebody's son or brother that always wanted to be in the movie. Oh, shut up. And they're like, shut just put him no. in a cloak and have him stand no. next to Malfoy's bed. It's going to be fine. He's too old. <laughs> redheaded bastard but anyway <laughs> so madame pomfrey exclaims that harry should have been brought to her immediately which again why weren't you just there Whatever. you could have just been there you could have just been problem. there um also perhaps inappropriate commentary to make in front of students because she's kind of shit talking her colleague anyway whatever and she further explains that harry is in for a rough night um regrowing the bones with some good old skelligrow i'm 
always a little bummed that Harry never, at least that we know of, uh, learns of his ancestors' contributions to potion making. Like, that's cute. Yeah, I didn't bit, know about them. Especially here. Yeah, I didn't know about them until you told me. Yeah, the patriarch of the Potter family. I've already forgotten his name. Hold on. Um, the patriarch of the Potter family, Linfred of Stingecombe, Stingecombe, forgive mm-hmm. my pronunciation, I'm awful, um, is the patriarch of the Potter family, and he invented Skelligro. He was a 12th century wizard, so great, 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 great. And actually, fun fact, um, his daughter married a Peverell, and that's how the invisibility cloak got into the Potter line. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's fancy. Can we talk about the prop itself, though? The Skelligro prop? So cheesy. Okay, but I fucking loved it. I've never noticed before that the plug, <laughs> the little head plug that comes out, has a spinal column on it. I didn't notice that. That's amazing. I've never noticed in my life. I actually rewound. I'm like, wait, what? When she pulls the cap out, it's a skull, and it has a little spinal column, like a detailed one inside of it. I'm like, oh, they could have just done a fucking cork. That is cool. <laughs> I, I liked am it. so mad that I didn't see that. I actually even looked up replicas because I was trying to read on it if it said something Potter's alchemy or something that would have give, been a little Easter egg for people who, you know, mm. who, who know that after it was released on Pottermore. Obviously, when the movie was filmed, that probably wasn't even written. That canon, that story yeah, um, things developed, yeah. was probably developed long after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um so I think yeah. it says something else. Something it says uh, something developed exclusively by blah mm. blah blah that didn't have anything to do with Potter's. But there is more um, info out there about how the, there was a shortage one year, and so Pomfrey had asked Snape to make it, and it all. So it's a potion that can be made. It doesn't have to be purchased, but. It's available anyway i always thought that was cute especially here it would have been like oh well you your ancestor made the, i don't know there's yeah. not really a cute line or she probably maybe doesn't even know that information so how would she share i don't it, think but... she does she's been working in this department for so long she's probably 97 years old <laughs> she's gotta know i mean poppy looks good if she's 97 <laughs> but anyway yeah if you get a minute skip back before we go into next week so you can see the skeleton girl when she pulls it out she puts it on the table and it's got a spinal column that comes out <laughs> that's so cool that's tight i even found a when i was researching for it i found like a water bottle replica that you can buy but it definitely did not have a spinal column right and i'm sad about that that's cool but yeah that's <laughs> that's the end of our chunk today that's it that's episode six folks Doosh. So much happens in these. <laughs> like, like we said, this is insanely clipping along. Yeah. Um, uh, when when the scene changed to a Quidditch match, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a short episode because it's a Quidditch match. Like, usually mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, they played Quidditch and we're done. That was a um, whole chunk last time, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I like that. So, mm-hmm. what would you, 35 year old teenager, <laughs> What would you keep for an extra 15 years? <laughs> and try to pass off as a 15, 20 years. I guess 20 years I can add. <sighs> the fuck? What I would keep? I would just keep, real simple, the library. Oh, I love that. Yes, agreed. Agreed, it's agreed, just agreed. Organized and gilded and ornate and just looks. I would I'd be the nerd that's there all the time. I don't know. What's yours? I love that for you. 
Um, mine is Quidditch because we're, frankly, we're robbed of it. There are only um, two. Yeah, there are only two more Quidditch scenes in the entire franchise. We're only midway through Damn. second Damn. movie, and we mm -hmm. only get two more Quidditch scenes. Shit, you're one, so right. We have one in the third movie. They go to the World Cup in Goblet of Fire, but we, we don't actually see don't. any of it. Yeah. Which is a long conversation for when we get there. Cannot wait. Um, <laughs> there's no Quidditch in the fifth, and there's one... I guess there's there are tryouts, tryouts. and then one game, one match yeah. in six, and that's it. So if you count the tryouts, we have three more where we actually see people playing Quidditch. Bummer. Damn. Also, Lee Jordan slash Luke Youngblood. Keep. Date me. Hi. Damn it. <laughs> Slide to the DMs. Anyway, uh, what would you finite and cantatum? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. I did not see that coming. That That is good. Yes, what would I magically blow up? <laughs> Fuck. Um, something I didn't like. How long they spent inside of the stands going up and down. Like, I guess maybe just because I'm, like, older now, but that gave me so much anxiety. Like, no, they're going to hit. Oh, oh, God, they're going to hit something. Oh, God. Like, just while they're inside the bleachers... Malfoy and Harry on their brooms mm -hmm. going at this high ass speed, this like breakneck fucking speed. I, and then that the bludger didn't hit Colin Creedy. It's a real bummer. Yeah. yeah the bit went on too long. It Thank just, you. like, they could have cut the part where they're racing around underneath the stands in half and you still would have gotten the point. Absolutely. All right. What would you, uh, finite in cantatum blow up? Uh, I, the lazy spell work. Brocky arms, really? Merlin's beard. What are we doing? <laughs> That's a bunch of cod swallop. <laughs> I just, uh, okay. That was literally, that was probably improv. Like, it... forgot what the actual spell was supposed to be. <laughs> Considering they have, like, a choreographer for wand work, but they didn't bother to go, but what it's, does the spell make sense for this scene? <laughs> Listen, sort of. I would have even taken just a Mendo. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. I would, I'm sure it's not actually a derivative from Latin for mend. I don't fucking know. But like, I would believe that it is in the same way that periculum that sends, sends up red sparks, which we don't get in the book. That's exclusively from the films. Oh, means peril. Periculum, uh, yeah, peril. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that, that connection makes sense to me. Great, right. cool. But- I just, uh, whatever. I, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm getting sad. <laughs> we are exhausted. This was a lot. This was a okay. lot. <laughs> well, next chunk will be fun, I think, if I remember what it is. Sure. I think we get some, think we get some darkness in the next scene. <laughs> I, was say, darkness. I was saying before we got started that I'm just like, I'm actually excited for the darker movies to come up. <laughs> Corey's saying he likes, he likes the happy children's ones for now. I'm like, yes, but I want death. <laughs> <laughs> When is somebody going to die? <laughs> I have threatened to kill a lot of things already in these first uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. It's just a dark and twisty person, but I love you. I love you so much. Your charm. I love you. Everybody, come follow us on stuff. We have the Instagrams and the TikToks, and we put stuff there the for you. The TikToks. Like, oh. follow, subscribe, leave a, leave a rating and a review. That's, like, super helpful yeah. and shit. Apparently, there's an algorithm. I don't know. I'm talking we out of my ass, but, like, do it. understand that part, but we understand nerd magic. So <laughs> go ahead and yeah. or write us a, a comment. We'll write back to you. 
We are all yeah. about it. You can, you can correct our nonsense. We don't care. <laughs> we know we're dumb. Absolutely. <laughs> we're not going to listen to you. We're right. You're wrong. Shut up. Thanks. <laughs> As I have made clear in many times in this podcast, I am always right. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene Lee Yang, for that uh, uh, for that uh, catchphrase. I stole that from him. I can't claim that. I don't want to be canceled. Well, I will never cancel you. <gasps> I'll never cancel you. <laughs> All right. I love you. I will see you next week. Okay. Bye. I'm going to cast every character in that show. <laughs> this is I'm making a new challenge for myself. Challenge accepted. Fuck. You're Harry. welcome. Anyway. Rocky Horror. Um, Rocky Horror Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Rocky Horror Potter? Rocky Horror Potter. Harry Potter and the Sweet Transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dig this. I dig this mashup. Oh, Get Star Kid on the happen. phone. Let's, we're gonna make you a movie poster <laughs> oh we'll suddenly this podcast is gonna be all about the parallels between rocky horror and harry potter i live we're gonna have mini sodes where it's just you going okay just 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 think about it what if <laughs> let's look That'll at the evidence our here patreon when we start it perfect it'll be just <laughs> then we'll have video accompaniments of you two of like having a little um corkboard with the connecting strings all over and you're like just just listen yeah. just listen listen just a little bit too convenient isn't it isn't it isn't it a little too convenient <laughs> these all just line up some Good. unsighted inspiration and i'll have to ask you Corey, when is the last time you slept <laughs> i don't want to talk about it <laughs> oh fuck me all right <laughs>